deep and into the pesky pole. That's going to get down the line. That one looks like it'll stay fair. And goodbye, home run. The pesky pole. The 2-2. Swinging a fly ball deep down the right field line. Slicing by the pesky pole. And that ball hits the pesky pole. Fly down the right field line, slicing toward the pesky pole into the corner, and that ball is gone! A green can. Now in a high fly down the right field line, headed toward the pesky pole. Is he going to tuck it inside? Indeed he does! That is gone! Welcome to another episode of the Pesky Podcast. I'm your host, The Rit. With me is our head writer, Mr. George Sutherland. George, what's been going on, man? How you doing? Good. Um, yeah, a busy day today for me personally, but but you know, it's uh, it's good. Uh, looks like we're gonna have a really nice holiday weekend up here, so I'll take that. Hey, I'm so glad, uh, George. We got we got a guest on today. We we got a third person on here that I have been talking to the man's wife for a while. She put me on to him. I listen to the podcast now. I watch the videos. This man is in touch with the city of Boston. But before we bring him on, I think I'm going to play a little tribute video I, I have of the name of the podcast. Okay. So hopefully, uh, hopefully this will help everybody out. Then bring him in. City, and nobody gonna dictate our freedom. Stay strong. Thank you. It's ever- we are bringing in Mikey Two Guns, host of our bleeping city. Mikey, what's been going on, man? How you doing? What's happening, my man? Thank you so much for having me on. Love the intro. I mean, as you can tell, that's that was the inspiration for the name of the podcast, my podcast. Um, I, I'm so excited to be on. I wish we were talking more pennant race today, but you know, this is this is a suck show. We talked. Well, we're going to talk everything sucks. I can't wait to get this on with you. So, let's go. Hey, hey, don't 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 push it off back to us yet. Mikey, tell everybody about your podcast and, and, and how you came about. Uh, you know, Steph told me a little bit about it, and yeah. and I would love to be in your shoes right now. So tell everybody. <laughs> well, it's funny because, you know, as you can see by, behind me, I'm just a, a diehard uh, sports fan, Red Sox fan. I mean, the Sox are – baseball is my passion, always has been. Um, been a diehard fan for a long time. And one of one of the things that I'd always loved to do was meet the athletes, have some interaction, just kind of get a feel for what they're actually like being, you know, behind the, the camera of, of, of the bright lights. So the podcast came about because I, I'd go to a lot of autograph shows or um, just signings. And I'd, I'd try to t- I'd, I'd go there, not just for the signings, but to to interact a little bit with the athletes. And never thought I'd be be here doing this podcast uh, were it not for uh, a man named Larry B, who operates uh, the station IE Sports Radio out of California. 
by I don't know, by the grace of God, divine intervention, he saw one of my posts of I think I was just talking to David Ortiz. I was making him laugh. Mm-hmm. I was talking about his underrated defense, which people didn't really get to see because, you know, he'd play it mostly in the World Series or earlier in his career. Uh, and he asked me one day, I, I just got a DM out of the blue. And he said, do you want to host your own show? Do you want a podcast? And I was like, it, it took me off guard because I, I wasn't looking forward. Had, you know, just it was the last thing on my mind. Uh, I had gotten laid off recently. I was just feeling kind of down, just, you know, scrolling, doing my regular Twitter stuff just to get the, new, you know, Twitter news. And when he asked me that, it kind of, it kind of energized me, and 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 it, it just hit me like, I want to share some of these experiences I've had talking to the athletes. Um, I always seem to run into, I have a good eye for for recognizing them, even when they're trying not to be or trying to blend into the crowd, if they're at Fenway or whatnot. Uh, and it, it just hit me like, I want to share some of these experiences and and interactions and my take on on the sport you know on on sports from my experiences with everyone you know with with other people because I, I i have some cool stories and you know in the past i when i wasn't had no idea i'd be wanting to do a podcast and i would post you know a great clip of you know me making you know someone like joe mazula laugh who who you know he's a celtics coach who stone-faced Mm-hmm. you never know any emotions and and i'd post something like that and it would have like 10 views and it'd be like you know i wish the world could see see this side of this athlete the way i just saw him so when larry came to me uh asking me to do the podcast uh i was like yeah i had no idea what goes into all you know the podcast setting it up any of this stuff but i was like i want to i want to try this like i want to i want to be able to share my experiences connect with other fans you know podcasters like y- y- yourself um network make you know make a lot of friends mm-hmm. and uh and so i i started started the podcast having zero clue what the heck i was doing how to operate the you know the podcasting board um uh, my first three or two or three pod- podcasts probably is like a blooper reel of like what not to do when you're podcasting <laughs> like uh, I, I had a lot of I think I try to have a guest like my first or second show and it just came back static and it was, <laughs> it was uh, I had some growing pains, but, um, uh, but then it's led me to where I am now. I'm still real, really young in the game and uh, still really new to this, but um, it's given me a little bit of platform and a little bit of legitimacy to where now, since I, you know, I live so close to, I'm, you know, right in the Boston area. Um, I'm able to get to a lot of these events and, uh, and, and talk to some of the athletes and, uh, get some cool content that I can share and talk about. Um, I mean, I was just at the Turner trot, uh, with Justin Turner the other day and, you know, got some, got some good quotes from him. Um, uh, but it's now kind of led me to, to, to find this kind of, I guess, talent that i didn't know i had too which i also started messing around with some video software like which this really budget program like 50 dollars program and I, I had no idea what i was doing and then over like a few weeks i was like started to put together cool videos and cool edits and and it got to the point where i'd do some cool highlights 
and the Red Sox players would be like putting them in their store for the highlight of the game where, you know, Kenley strikes out a guy and it hit the ball hits the men explodes. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of the players would, would start loving it. So I'm trying to put the podcast along with the video ed- editing that I'm kind of just teaching myself uh, together. And uh, you know, that kind of brings me where I am today, where, where our, our, you know, I do Wednesday, every Wednesday, seven to eight, um, on IE Sports Radio, uh, my show. Um, thank you for tuning in yesterday, and we talked about that off air. Um, and uh, I mean that I have no idea where it's going to go. I I would love to make a career out of this, uh, but um, I'm having a whole lot of fun doing it. And uh, I mean, it's I, I think I'm a, like a lot of you know, kind of living the the dream of a lot of Sox fans, where they want to kind of just be that fan that has a little more, has a little bit of that inside you know, track and, 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 and knowledge and, and be able to share it with people. So, uh, that's kind of the, the, you know, the short, short version of, of the story and, you know, how our bleeping city came about. Yeah. Uh, it, it's quite ironic because, uh, before the pesky podcast, uh, I was part of another podcast. It was a pro wrestling podcast, front row nice. material, uh, Mikey Whipwreck, Jerry Lynn and Mike, Freeland, they kind of taught me the ways, you know, of podcasting. I interviewed all these guys that I grew up watching. <laughs> and the and the biggest thing I've learned was these guys are just normal people. Like, talk to them like they're normal. Exactly. And they're open up and they're going to sit there and you're going to have a great time. Nailed it. Uh, I, I, I kind of sit there and, and felt I hit a wall. So I'll... I stopped doing the front row material podcast and DC who's not here right uh, today uh, used to work together and we'd be going along the lines of, okay, we would, I was sitting there and be talking to him and, and I'm like, dude, let's start a Red Sox podcast. Him and I are big Red Sox nice. fans. I can't and tell. He I me can't and goes, tell. Okay. This is December. <laughs> yeah. Uh, January came, you know, what we talked about, but we really didn't do nothing. Then all of a sudden, you know, February came and all with the name, uh, came up with the podcast idea. Uh, we want to do something differently. Yeah. So we try to bring on writers on from other teams. So it's kind of like a one-stop shop. You know, uh, our first guy I think we had on was, uh, Cody Duncan, cover the pirates you know he loved the idea he came on uh it was weird our ninth episode we had keith folk on wow and to sit there and be able to interview him on our ninth episode was crazy (laughs) and then you know to sit there and be even more mind blown we had Devin morero on Wow. And he was telling us about his first home run that he hit uh, at Yankee Stadium that he never got the ball back <laughs> to go have somebody contact us who had that ball and wanted to give it back. Get out and of we here. Gave him his ho- got his, we got his home run ball back. That is awesome. Man. See, like, it's stories like that about meeting yeah. the athletes. You get that. The backstory behind it was terrific. So Exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, you pretty much kind of share a lot of the same sentiments that I do about, you know, getting the cool stories, uh, you know, 
getting the game, you know, the game behind the game. And uh, I mean, that, that was awesome hearing that story with Devin. So very cool. Oh, okay. It seems like we're having some slight technical difficulties in and out. Can you guys hear me okay? So Yeah, I can hear you fine. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think I'm the one that's that's uh glitching, isn't it? I think yeah, it, was, it was a little little choppy at one point. Yeah. So let's uh let's go into the first one. Let's sit there and talk about the Angels a little bit. Hopefully, I can get get stuff on my end cleared up. Georgia, you want to start taking this one? Sure. The Angels earlier this week DF, DFA'd five or six of their players. Uh, all but one found a team today, and not one of them was the Red Sox. But, uh, George, uh, let's start with you and talk about uh, the Angels pretty much tanking right now. Um, Adi Marina in a nutshell, you know, malfunction, dysfunction. Uh, I, I just, you know, I sit there and, and during that and, and I saw that and I'm like, okay, you went out and you, you know, went and picked up Giolito, you had more, you know, and then, you know, goes out and spends big bucks for Renfro and, and Grichik. You know, it's like, okay, you're going to do something. All right. It doesn't work out. Trout's still on the IL. And of course, then Shohei, you know, has elbow problems. And it's like, Artie, you can't do anything right. And then, you know, he's like, well, maybe if I dump him now, you know, some guys will pick him up and I'll, you know, and, you know, I'm not up for the, you know, I'm not up for whatever the total money was. I think it was like, wasn't it like six, six million bucks? Or six like or that? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. a lot of money. No. It's like, what are you doing? What the hell? What's he think oh, like? He can release them and people forget about it and what they get claimed. Oh yeah, no, I mean, I, I think he he thinks he leads a charmed life at times. You yeah. Know? Uh, I, I'm just, I'm just blown away by it, you know. Um, and you know, uh, of, of the guys that he released, uh, you know, the only two I'd, I'd be interested in would would be Giolito and more. Mm. Okay, mm. we need you know pitching would be good right now. Yeah, okay, absolutely. especially a bullpen arm and a you know, a starter who knows what the heck they're doing yeah. because right now this is a very tired ball club. So, you know, that, let's that bring it in and not these retreads, you know, that might have a good outing in them. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, sink faster than Titanic. But or guys you know, like Kluber that had a Cy Young 10 years ago. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, and every, and of course, you know, all the diehards like, well, yeah, this would be really good. Um, no, he's had to reinvent himself. Okay. Yeah. And that didn't go real well. Um, I think that you know they found gold dust with uh, Paxton. Paxton, yeah. But, you know he hasn't pitched a lot, and now you're seeing the more innings he has. You know he's he hasn't. You know he's not he hasn't built that that strength. Yeah. Because he hasn't really pitched in two years, or th yeah. almost three. So yeah. you know this is what you're faced with. All right. And you know some of the younger guys. You know I talked about a couple of weeks ago. It's like. Eh, you know, they haven't pitched this much. All right. Yeah. Bale, I looked at the other day, prior, prior to his start yesterday, he pitched 22, he has 22 starts. By, by and large, the most by any starter on the staff. He's the youngest kid in the staff. Mm. And yet, you know, he's 
he's struggling. Yeah. You know, you know, he's he's I won't say he's hit a wall, but he's not as sharp as he was five or six starts ago. And it's, you know, and they don't have really a veteran guy to kind of come in and, you know, stop the bleeding. So, yeah. But yeah, I was, you know, it's like I said, on the Angels, it's Adi Moreno at his best. You know, if he, I can, almost, I, I'm going to make myself look dumb. You almost feel like the Angels threw away a, this could be a franchise change. That could be a franchise changing decision. Their, um, their choice to not, sell at the trade deadline where mm-hmm. they could have gotten a handful of top line prospects to stock their farm system and <clears throat> excuse me and just replenish their you know their their team uh for the future <clears throat> and instead they sold pieces from the farm system to try to have that long shot of a chance to get trout and otani in the playoffs, and and as you said, <clears throat> excuse me, Artie Moreno just absolutely butchered butchered that whole situation. Um, and as a Sox fan, I'm disappointed though because the the minute that they DFA'd uh, the guys like you know Giolito, <clears throat> who I was hoping that the Sox would have traded for at the trade deadline, I wasn't thinking of teams like the the Indians swooping in. You kind of look at the rec, you know, the list of records and who's got first dibs, and I thought. Like oh the socks then they got a good chance to get them, and uh, <clears throat> and nope Cleveland just <laughs> took took all the all the goodies, uh, yeah. Which I, I I wish they they change that rule, which would only allow teams maybe to claim like one guy in situations like this. Uh, but they you know the socks you know they're I mean it's it's on the socks so they didn't prepare they didn't prepare for this they. Um, no one could have expected what the angels just did. So, no. uh, no. and, uh, and the pitch of the bullpens and shambles, the, like you said, the starting rotation, we're relying on, you know, untested ro- rookies like Bayo that have never been through this type of grind and guys like Paxson that, you know, their arm is kind of hanging on a thread. They, they haven't pitched in a few years. Uh, it's it was right. just such a, just such bad. It's, know, a, it's a head scratcher. Yeah, and yeah. you look at you, like I said, you you sit there and, and you know as, as somebody who you know follows baseball and you know a, you know a diehard baseball fan, I sit there and you're going, "Well, you just screwed up your franchise," yeah. you know. Um, especially if they wanted to go move on from Shohei, right? Yeah, trade him, he becomes a free agent. You want him back? You know, write a check. That's it. And, That's and if it. not, as you said. You, you build your farm system up and you're going, hey, you know, we're going, maybe we can start to, you know, remake this as well. And, you know, and then, of course, Shahoy, you know, takes but away. What made it even worse is his injury now, his value just. It just got cut in half. Exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, that $600 million contract mm-hmm. that, you know, everybody's like, oh, yeah, he's, you know, he's six years, $100 million bucks a year, you know, whatever. He just cut that off. He's, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I thought for sure that, you know, if, there, if people were smart about it and they looked at the, if you looked at the trajectory down the line, he's going to have to give up probably pitching. Pitching. If yeah. he comes back, at least in the next three to four years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because sure. you, you, can't, you can't do both. Sooner or later, your body yeah. breaks down. I mean, what, Babe Ruth did it 100 years ago. <laughs> you can only yeah, but he did, it, he did it in reverse. Okay. okay. Yeah. He was a pitcher 
Mm. He could hit and he could hit, you know, he hit bombs, but yeah. he didn't blossom into the, you know, the, the, that's a the great real point. home run so the hitter that he was last year in Boston. That's a great, great point. And then, you know, in, in the, in the 20s. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, that's just, uh, you know, I enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah. Because that's, it, it's something to, to see. Yeah. Which we, we might not see ever at the level that it was earlier this year ever again. So. Oh no! I, I, the question is how how he comes back. Yeah, get the surgery now, and he's you know you might have him for late July, early August of next year. In the meantime, case, he'll yeah. open up spring training. You can put a bat in his hand, and he'll be fine. Yeah, you know Bryce Hopper proved that. So, right, uh, sure. I I'm just inc- incredibly disappointed in the Angels in terms of how they ran it. You know, Terrible. I I kind of half expected this from Heim Bloom. Yeah. But you know, you got to feel you know, for Mike Trout too. Twelve years, oh yeah, I'd like to one him, playoff you know, appearance. Like, yeah, good, good guy, all, good guy, quality player. Yeah, and he's never gonna. Yeah, it's like he's like he's cursed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, me personally, I, I was a little baffled. Uh, first off, how the Angels just gave up. And mm. like, like this, this is just like fantasy, foot, uh, fantasy football, fantasy baseball esque, where you're like, <laughs> ah, dumping I'm guys. in last place. I'm dumping yeah. everybody, uh, but one guy. It's my keeper for next year. Yeah. Uh, good luck in the free agent wyver. Another <laughs> thing that I I was a little baffled about was, I thought the rule was you you know, you claim one. You know, or or you can put in you know more claims, but I didn't think you could get two people at once. Yeah, it's you know it seems like a real a rule that has to be fixed. Like well, they just yeah because just say the rest uh, picked up uh, a couple guys, five guys. Yeah, you know, and where were that left that you know, everybody else? It should have been you know. You, you you claim the the one person you want, and then you know just like you wanted fantasy baseball. Uh, I put in four of them. This is the order I want them. If it, if it gets yeah. to me, it gets to me. If not, like it, it was just weird how Lopez and uh, Giolitti, yeah. Giolitti, like both went there because yeah, I would have took either one. Uh, don't care about their ERA. They might mm-hmm. be able to find something to get fixed, but we need. Uh, somebody to help with our bullpen out and we eat, eat innings. innings, you know, exactly. Uh, at the beginning of the season, I always, uh, I always put out Priscilla all the time. Priscilla, he wasn't, he wasn't consistent, but he always, he was always there eight innings, 120, you know, 125 innings, always, you know, was there and. We don't have that this year. Like we're we're relying on a young kid uh, in Bayo to get there. So uh, it, it it baffles me. It's the whole Angels how the commissioner let that happen. Yeah, I never see. I never. I can't recall any situation ever ever like that. Just a team just kind of throws in the white white flag and just dumps dumps half the team. I've never. I've, I don't know if you guys can recall any situation like that. I, I've never seen it before. Um, um, 
in the seventies, Charlie Finley tried to do it with the A's. Oh, really? With Raleigh okay. Fingers and those and um, mm-hmm. and those guys, but you know, MLB backed them off. You know, and said, "No, you can't do that." Mm. Um, and I'm surprised because you know everybody they 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 talked about redoing you know the draft and to make sure that people weren't tanking and things like that. Yeah, I don't. know. This is about a, the, the worst overt act of tanking I can see, short of like bringing up a bunch of single A players. This makes, <laughs> say what this makes the Oakland A's look like geniuses right yeah. now. Yeah. One thing too, I, I don't know what it is about the, the the modern game today. What happened to pit, like starting pitchers that could go into the seventh inning? It's like you don't see that at all anymore. It's it's such a this whole new thing with the openers and just the. I mean, in the postseason, I get it. I, you got short hooks. You don't. You know, you're not going to give give pitchers a chance to you know, really let up any big innings. Okay, the postseason, I get it. But the regular season, I mean, we got starters just going four innings, and it's almost the norm. Four, we're lucky mm-hmm. if they, they get the five innings to, to qualify for the win. But it's yeah, – I remember, you know, growing up, Clemens and you know, even, you know, Schilling, Pedro, those guys would be going seven, eight, nine innings. Like, it's, you know, regularly. Like, now it's – like it's, you know, it's, it's – it's like a di- the dinosaurs. You don't see it anymore. So it's – I don't understand yeah. it. I, it's just it seems to, you know – and, I mean, that's a huge part of what, you know, has killed the bullpen is our starters. They they don't pitch. They don't pitch into the – deep in the games anymore. True. Uh, yeah, and, I, and one thing that I think is a big problem is the pitch clock. Yeah. Like, it, the pitch clock sped up the game so much for the pitchers – it's not giving them those couple extra Fatigue. seconds to, yeah. you know, for, uh, yeah. It's a great point. So, uh, great point. Let's uh, let's move let's move on to uh, to highlight. Jaron Duran is over, and what a season he had he's had compared to last year. Uh, complete one eighty. This man uh, went above and beyond. Uh, what we could ever expect it from him when Adam Duvall went down. Uh, George, what are your thoughts on, you know, Jaron Duran's season this year, uh, how it ended, and what are your expectations next year? You know, in the beginning of coming into the season, I thought, uh, I thought that he made a huge mistake by putting himself on the WBC roster, okay? He was battling for a job. He didn't, wasn't there to take advantage of the situation. He came late to camp. And I think the thought process at the time was, yeah, we'll go to Atapia and we'll, we'll send him down. To his credit, he overcame some demons that he's had in the past in terms of confidence and and things like that, or getting his head squared away, got that squared away. You know, Pedroia famously told him, get your hands up, okay? And, you know, he started following that, and he started ripping the ball. And, like I said, freak injury to Duvall. He's at the big club, and all of a sudden, you know, he's like a totally different player. Unfortunately for him, um, you know, he, he always tends to be aggressive. Most of the time it works out. He scaled the wall, got his toe, you know, another 
it, it, this is the series of freak injuries for the Red Sox this year. Okay, you know Duvall and the wrist making a, a, trying to make a good play. You know how getting hit in the face. Um, you know just you know this, this is like the, the most freakish things you could imagine in his toe. You know, and, and now he's you know he's gone. I expect him to be back next year. Now where they put him, you know, with Rafaela and you know some other things they could do this this off season. That remains to be seen, but I think he's proven now that he can be a quality everyday major league outfielder. But he's got to hit against lefties, and you know AC is kind of wasn't too keen on the idea. I think he was trying to set him up for success, but at some point, you know, you got to take the training wheels off and let him go. Yep, yeah. uh, I sit there and the exact same thing, uh, Mikey. What are your thoughts? I mean, what a turnaround. I mean, last year, remember that, that play in, with the Toronto where he, they oh. hit the ball? He has no idea. It turns into like a triple or, or a home inside the park home run. Like what? <laughs> That was kind of the low point of, of Duran. And this year, I mean, just what a bounce back. He's, uh, for, the, for the most part, his defense has improved greatly. His hitting... Uh, his power, his power is, is shockingly just uh, really come come to form, um, and he and on the bases the guy turns singles into doubles, so he's he's a real weapon to have, uh, and he's been a real asset to the team this year. Uh, I I really hope they do um, incorporate him, you know, full time, and like George said, take the training wheels off and have him be an everyday player. Uh, so that he, you know, can hit against lefties as well. Um, but he's, I mean, he's probably one of the biggest surprises I'd say this year, uh, compared to where he was at this point, you know, last year, like I, I didn't even expect to see him really on the team this year. I thought he Mm -hmm. might be destined to be a triple a player for, for a while, but he's been a huge asset. One of the best players, um, even in the Houston series with when Duvall was in center field there was a handful of plays where either he got turned around the wrong way or, you know, the ball hit off towards the base of the wall. And the way he's played this year, you, you, you kind of figured that's, those are ones that Duran would have had. So uh, he, our defense has just been an absolute, you know, bleep show this year, but uh, he, his tools and he doesn't always take the best route on balls and he dives unnecessarily for certain balls, but if he can get that together and put together, you know, with the hitting, I mean, the guy could be a real star on this team. So I'm really, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to what he can improve on. Hopefully that toe heals up good uh, and, you know, see what he can do next year. Yeah. Uh, I, I love Duran all season. Uh, I was trying to call him daddy doubles, but you know, <laughs> it, it, it didn't matter if he hit the wall, he was on second base. Yeah. You know, you know, he would even push it sometimes to go to third. Yeah. You know, I, I, I love how he turned everything There's around. The doubles. No, the uh, defense was phenomenal this year. And I look forward to having him every day, a center fielder, maybe even move him over to, uh, to right field a little bit. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, with his injury, kind of brings us up to the, to the next topic. 
Sedone Raffaella's debut. You know, he was able to come uh, come up because of Duran going on the IL. Uh, this kid has been hot in the in double A, and even hotter when he went up to uh, triple A. I got to see him a couple times uh, when DC and I were there at Scranton in the press box getting the wa- getting the watch. Man, that kid's the truth. Uh, let's start with. I think he's going to you, George. Okay. Your thoughts um, on him, I think. Yeah, Rafaela, you know, I got a chance. I'm uh, I live about 20 miles outside of Portland. Oh, and, nice. uh, you see know, I, I got a chance to see him, I got, both his defense and and, and his bat. Um, he's one of these kids, that, the guys that just hotter on himself than anybody else will ever be. But he's also super aggressive. And, you know, he's learned to control the strike sound a little bit better. So, uh, yeah, he's got he's got talent. Uh, my goodness, and speed to, and speed to boot. Picture a lineup with with him, Story, and um, I'm gonna forget him, Story, and um, Duran. Uh, Duran in the same lineup. Oh my god. <laughs> Speed like the Red Sox have never had. Speed kills, yeah. Oh, it does. You know, and Durant puts so much pressure on the on the defense. Uh, Rafaela has the same capability, so you know that that's a really nice problem to have. Mm. Uh, but yeah, he's just he's demonstrated he belongs. You know, they always said he had a great glove. They were just trying to get him to be a better hitter. I think yeah. I think he's shown that. Yeah, I, I can do that, and you know he's. He's shown that he hits the ball hard, so that's that's a nice that's a nice way to welcome yourself to the majors. Yeah, Mikey, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Rafael so far? Yeah, I, I didn't. I wasn't fortunate enough to to have the a preview of him, um, like seeing him in the minors at all. I had no all I, I'd hear his name all the time, and and I had no idea what to expect. Uh, but the the guy's electric. Uh, he's uh, kind of got that like Jacoby Ellsbury feel. Just he's coming up, hitting the ball hard. Uh, he's got he's super skilled, athletic. Uh, he, he, when he's in the game, like, he, even when we're getting blown out by Houston, the, the one guy that was shining was was uh, Rafaela, and you just it, it does make you excited for next season because he seems like he's. Yeah, you know he's got you know superstar potential there, and and he's just going to make things happen when he's on the base 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 paths, hitting. Uh, and like George was saying, the 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 combo of guys like him, Duran, with the speed, it's going to be a real weapon. Uh, the pressure that they're going to put on defenses, so. I'm super excited to see what he does for the rest of the season. And then going into, you know, next season, it, as long as they, you know, he stays on this path, like I, I'm very excited to see, you know, what he can do. Um, uh, it, it seems like he's, and he probably hasn't even touched like the, you know, the peak of, of he, he hasn't even really hit, hit his stride yet. He's probably still learning a lot. So if this is the what we've seen in the small sample, I cannot wait to see what's to come next. Yeah, uh, 
I talked to Tyler Mur uh, Murray. He's the uh, broadcaster for the Woo Sox. And uh, him and I had a small little bet going on. The suspense. Yeah. I got to hear this bet. <laughs> <laughs> That's a oh, that was a good good time to cut out. It's almost like a teaser. Like we had this small bet on. Oh, he's back. Okay. Uh, so uh, it, wait, you cut out on on the small bet. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a small bet on who would be because the Woo Sox had their first time ever. You know, first time inside the park home run this year. First time a uh, triple play this year. So we were talking about who would be the first time uh, cycle, and I I bet for uh, Hamilton. Yeah, you know David Hamilton is not a speed. speed, but he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go for Rafaela." You know, now yeah. Rafaela's called up. So, uh, but no, uh, Rafaela, he, he's got the he's got the the defense down. Georgia messaged me last night. He was kind of intrigued on seeing him play shortstop, which I think he handled really well yesterday. I thought he did. Yeah, you know he's he is. He can do what we were hoping at the beginning of the season for Kike to do, mm. be able to play center field and shortstop, where Rafaela can play center field and shortstop. So uh, I'm I'm really excited to see him continue, and I can't really wait until uh, next season to hopefully get a full season with him in the bigs. Uh, it's going to be kind of uh, kind of fun next year in spring training. When, you know, you look at, we got Massa, we got Jaron Duran, we got Rafaela, uh, we got Abreu. We can't sit there and underrate, uh, underestimate him anymore because he's done big things since being called up. We don't know uh, with Verdugo if he's going to, you know, be extended, traded, you know, just eat out his last uh, year. So it's going to be fun to see next year at spring training what's going to be going on. But uh, let's go to the bullpen. And how tired do these guys look? Like, these guys look like they've been out there overworked and underpaid. Like, we bring up minor league uh, pitchers to come in just to sit there and get demolished to give our guys a break. I throw a batting so, Mikey, well, what are your thoughts on, you know, the bullpen and just them looking beat down? It, it, it kills me to see them just – they just – they threw in the white towel the other day with Bear Claw. It's, we were up four to three in a must-have – absolute a game that they absolutely needed to have. And Core's Cor's best – option was to throw in a guy just to eat innings like like why he he should have been treating that like it was a playoff game mm -hmm. maybe using a starter in relief if it was in that dire of a situation having a plan before the game like if we have to go to the bullpen early you know i don't know what the next starter was that would have been the next day but there, there had to have been a better plan because this is just uh it's it's really sad to see them just throwing guys out there that um, are either not qualified to be in games like this or guys that are that just you know look like their arms about to fall off. So it's mm -hmm. uh, 
you, know, you got to put this on the GM. It's, um, it's just terrible planning. Um, you know, bad I mean, coaching too, a little bit like core should have prepared more for situations like this because we were, we were in that game. We were, it wasn't a game that we were down 10 to one and we threw a guy in for, for 76, seven innings just to eat, eat innings. Like we gave up that game because our bullpen is shot and, and we, we haven't planned adequately for the four situations like that. And, you know, you can't do that in, in a, in the thick of a pennant race. And no. as fans, it just, it, it, it really, it just left a real sour, you know, real sour taste in your mouth after seeing that. Cause you know, that was a game that was completely winnable and we lose because we don't have any pitching like at all, like anyone better than this guy that's mediocre triple a pitcher at best. So it really, it really left a really sour taste in my mouth. Um, and uh, you hope they can fix situations like that for, for at least next season. Yeah. Uh, that situation there and not to only, let him go out there, but they but they keep him out there. Yeah, to, and, and, until until the oh, game yeah. is unreachable, mm-hmm. then you go and sit there and pull him. <laughs> like what? Why? You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you had other options out there available. You know, Pavetta, you could have brought in. Yep. Uh, he's he's been your your innings eater from the bullpen for how yep. long? You know. Yep. And relax. These guys in the in the bullpen remind me, like, I don't know if I've ever seen a bullpen as tired as I've seen this season's from the Red Sox, but it kind of seems to me, and I'm not mad, uh, I respect AC. I respect AC so much, but it kind of seems to me that's his MO, because yeah. look how well... And people are going to sit there and attack me for this. Look how well Brazier is doing out in L.A. when he's not being used three games in a row. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Bush. Bush has got to go. Hmm. You know, he he doesn't get today's game to me, it seems. If he if he did, he would be able to help fix our some of the pitching problems we have. You know, and he's he's not, not capable of doing it. You know, look at uh, Avaldi, Walker, and uh, who went to Pittsburgh, George? Oh, uh, Hill. Hill, yeah, Hill. yeah. All three, three guys th- were. You could have you could have had for short money. Yeah. All three guys, you know, they they had problems in Boston. Okay. But you can't tell me that they Avaldi went to Texas before he got hurt, and he was killing it. Hmm. Walker before he got hurt was killing it. You know, Rich Hill, old reliable. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Is is it our pitching coach that doesn't know how to work hmm. with these guys? You know, is is a, is AC blowing through uh, our bullpen uh, left and right night after night because he doesn't know how to pace the guys? <laughs> You know, I, I, AC could be one of those managers, yeah, a bullpen killer. Mm. You know, there are guys out there that just say, "Okay, you're up, let's go," um, yeah. and don't judiciously use the the pen. Um, AC's starting to look like he's one of those guys, uh, but 
Yeah, I mean this the, the this this pitching staff in general, top to bottom, they, they've run out of gas. I mentioned that in my column yesterday. These they just ran out of gas. Mm-hmm. Um, but you you were you were asking you were asking for a lot from a pitching staff. You know, you know at the beginning of the Kluber, you know, mm-hmm. long removed from the Cy Young days, you know, re, trying to reinvent himself. Paxton, we didn't know if he was going to get on. He, he looked good, but you know he hasn't pitched in a couple of years, right? So you know he's expected to be tired. Um, you know, Pavetta found himself in the bullpen, and he's you know he's acquitted himself pretty good, right? And you know, so you know I'm a big Pavetta fan. Uh, whatever. Um, you know, Hauk, freak injury got hurt. Mm-hmm. The one that worries me most is Whitlock. Mm, yeah, he good hasn't point. come back. Yeah. Okay. And that's why I was kind of hoping that if they picked up a Giolito, they could shut him down for the season. Yeah. And kind of let him get him squared away. Because he has not he has Great not performed point. exceptionally. Velocity's well. way down. Yeah, he is way, way down. And that was the key to the sign he was hurt before because his mm-hmm. velocity dropped what four to five miles an hour when they first yeah. noticed he was getting hurt. I'm wondering mm-hmm. if he's just trying to gut through it. Yeah. But you know, he could be one of those guys that just you know, he has, and then you know, Chris Sale. You know, you're you hope you know, you're hoping you know, so when's the when's the clock on a strike twelve and he's going to get hurt again. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, this is a very this is a tied group of guys, and anybody else yeah. coming in after the fact, right, is getting overused. So it's a great point about Cora perhaps being a a pitcher killer because I mean, you look at Whitlock a couple of years ago when they were in the playoffs, he was and. He, the regular season, he had an ERA in the. It was like the the low, t- low, low twos, maybe maybe yeah. below that. He he was lights out, uh, and Coru. I guess it didn't, might not have shown up then, but it might. Some of these injuries might be a, you know, a result of him using guys like Whitlock back when you know that they did make that unexpected playoff run when they beat Tampa. Um, but he was using guys like Whitlock, even even Evaldi out of the pen, mm-hmm. um, and just wearing wearing these guys wearing their their arms out till they're they're about to fall off. And you know, it's uh, it, it, it might not be such a coincidence that that a lot of these guys now, you know, Evaldi on Texas, you know, they're, they're breaking down. Um, and it's a shame because Whitlock had electric stuff, and you know, those, some of those past few outings when he gave up big leads in outings that we never, we never saw before. Uh, it, you got a question if it's a result of, you know, how core managed, you know, their pitching yeah. schedules. So yeah. Overuse and misuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's go to fans. Bring the questions. Oh, uh, we had a couple cool. questions that were sent in. Uh, let's start with uh, Richard Evans. Richard Evans writes in, what is the biggest reason the season has been disappointing? So, George, let's start with you. I I, I think for me it's it's two things it's two things that combine to kill you. Injury and horrendous defense. <laughs> okay. Those two things together, um, 
gasoline on a fire. That's the best I can describe it. That's what that, you know, you expected, you didn't expect the defense to be that bad. And the injury, but I mean, all teams get injured. But if you look at some of the, the freak stuff that happened this year, you know, like I said, we're locking on the phase, Duval re-breaking the same, uh, the same wrist that he, you know, he went down with a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, both those things killed you. That was the reason big disappointment because that just led to the losing streaks and everything else. So. Yeah. Uh, Mikey, what about you? I mean, I, I think uh, all those things that Georgia said, but even in the off season, last off season, uh, letting all the guys go that we did and bringing in this, this group of guys that, I mean, even if things, things would have had to go perfectly without injuries for us to realistically make a run this year. Mm -hmm. And once we had a few guys injured and things went south a little bit, there was, uh, there was no, we had no backup in place to, to make up for those, you know, for losing guys like Duvall, all the pitchers that we lost, uh, had we kept, you know, the offseason kept uh, Valdi, Waka, even a couple of those guys, at least it gives you a little room for error. But we, right. we came into the season relying on, I mean, Kluber was our opening, the home opening day starter. It's just, mm-hmm. you're not going to win with, with just treating, you know, treating our roster like Tampa Bay and, and getting a bunch of retreads and just hoping you, you strike lightning in a bottle. Um, so, and I feel I feel bad for for a lot of the players uh, because they, they got a great a, a good bunch of guys. Um, and one guy that I love I've loved this year has been Kenley, who mm-hmm. that was one of the good signings. And he's been it's been nice to have a reliable lockdown closer. But um, they they've just treated the rest of the roster like like a small market team, uh, which drives me as a fan crazy you know you go to Fenway it's most expensive one of the most expensive tickets in the league you know the fans pack that place in every day it, you wouldn't think that they'd be cutting back so much on uh on the payroll and letting I, I get if they can't sign every can't keep everybody but the uh, the just amount of talent that they've let walked walk for you know because of money it, it just it, it kills me as a fan because I mean it's we're not Tampa like we should be you know doing things like that you know the Dodgers do and going out and signing big you know players like Mookie you know from us which I mean the Yankees would have never let that happen um, and uh, I, I think it, it started in the off season and it's really um, it's really reared its ugly head throughout the season with the injury and and the defense. I mean, when was the last time you saw so many little league type home run plays where a, a infield single gets turned into a home run? Like it's just the defense has absolutely killed them. It's cost us probably the difference in in what the their de- deficit in the wild card race is. Um, uh, despite all that, it's 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 actually kind of a miracle that we are even still in. Con- you know, even though it's the the chances are minuscule, it's it's probably a miracle that we're still even mathematically in it. Uh, but yeah, I think the off season was was where they really first dropped the ball, and it just has snowballed from there. Yeah, uh, my biggest thing for biggest disappointment is the starting pitching. 
just like uh, you said, Mikey, and I'm going to piggyback a little bit off you and George both. Uh, from the offseason, when you sit there and have said your projected lineup for starting pitchers was going to be Kluber, Sale, you're, you're going to count uh, Paxton coming in, Bayo, and then Pavetta. You know, you're going to have Hauk, you're going to have Whitlock, uh, you know, throwing in there for some longer innings. Uh, you know, Bayo came in, Cutter Crawford. Like, you counted those guys, like nine guys right there to get you to the promised land. Like, no. You're not going to win that way. <laughs> no. No. You had nobody on that roster that was a starting pitcher that can sit there and say, Pavetta was the closest person yeah. that's going to sit there and raise their hand and be like, I'm going to eat innings for you. You let, a Val- you, you let Evaldi leave. You let Waka leave. You know, Hill gone. Like, and then you had starting pitchers in the market. Verlander, mm. Scherzer. Um, uh, who else was out there? Uh, Radon. You know, he, he didn't pitch, mm. but, you know, you had these other starting pitchers. Like, next year in this offseason, if we do not sign – Minimum two starting pitchers, and I and I'm talking about a number one and number yeah. two. You know that would give Bayo to be your number three and to continue to develop. I'm okay with that. Sale. Yeah, I mean we don't know what we're gonna what we're gonna get with Sale. We I mean we we no. can't keep keep banking on the fact that oh he's he's looked. Great in his rehab. He's looks like he's going to be strong. His, you know, his first two starts of the year are, you know, he's his velocity has been up for these two starts because you know you never know which, which start he's going to feel that twinge and just leave the game early and then be out for two months or, or whatnot. It's it's a shame because, it, you can tell how much it's killing him and he's, no one's harder on himself than Sale. No. Uh, and he's such a, you know, he's, I mean, he's the type of player that we love in Boston. He's such a gamer, a grinder. Uh, but you want, he's one of those guys that you almost, it doesn't look like he might ever be the same. And he'll ever, he might show flashes, but I don't think, he's definitely not someone we can go into next season. Uh, right. Any, anybody you know, D- DC Ritt and I have t- kicked this around. It's like, you know, it is, is less more with him. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, do you turn him into a closer, maybe? I don't know. Uh, well, yeah, end of the road. You know, let's let's go to the back. You know, let's go to the back and put him in the, in, in the bullpen. Yeah. Oh my, yeah, you know, that you know that could be instead of trotting him out there, trying to trot him out there, you know, and try to get five or six innings out of him thirty times a year. Mm. You know, get one hundred and fifty innings. Yeah. You know, let's do seventy five innings as a setup or a closer. I mean, yeah. you know, with his stuff, you yeah. know, he he can go that short bit of distance. You would yeah. think. You look at Smoltz, um, John Smoltz, like he John Smoltz, extended yeah, his I mean, career he, for a long made, while because correct, of that. and that probably extended his career, yeah, because of it. I think, yeah, I think that you know that that's a possibility, but you do not have starting pitching. Yeah. Okay, yeah. the one kid who was supposed to come up, Mata, has been hurt all year. 
I love his stuff. I have seen him pitch in Portland a couple of times. Really? He has electric stuff. Okay. You know, they have to go, they do, you know, Ritz point is correct. You have to get a couple of starting pitches and quality, quality yeah. guys. Okay. Just to give yourself a fighting chance. You know, it's, it's one of the reasons why, you know, if, uh, Shohei, you know, hadn't hurt himself, you know, throw, I, my, my theory was throw him at, um, throw him a five year, five year contract at 360. Mm. Right. Absolutely. Well, that's not going to happen now because, yeah. you know, his effectiveness is down, but yeah, you've got to go out and get yourself a stud. You need a guy that you can rely on every, you know, I hate the guy, but Garrett, a guy like Garrett Cole, you know, every five days you're going to get a solid yes. start from him. Uh, you can count on him to start the first game of a playoff series, like a guy that's just going to eat innings uh, and just, you know, be consistently in the rotation, um, just giving you quality starts. So they need it. They need to go out and I mean, they're going to have to pay for it, but you, you got to pay eventually. Well, you got, you got to shell out the cash. You know, I know Heim is, is doesn't like to pay, but you got to do it. Pitching, you have to pay for. He's got to, you know, they, they need a top-of-the-line starter or two uh, to, I mean, to even, you know, give themselves a chance next year. So, you know, I, I exactly, you know, I agree with, with Ritz's point um, about, about going out and not dropping the ball like last season, letting the three guys go, and then getting a guy, whether it's a Scherzer or um, Giolito, to, to kind of anchor that. Uh, that yeah. rotation, you know, Corbin Burns, wouldn't he look nice in a Red Sox uniform? Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. Good. He goes out there. He's a you know he's a stud. Okay, yeah. Yeah. out there, give you everything he's got. He's so pissed off at the Brewers right now mm. that you know you could woo him into coming to Boston, where the baseball tradition is incredible. But that's yeah, the other thing too. Players want want to come here. We're not a city where you necessarily have to sell it. Like Fenway, the the just the reputation of of the history of of the Sox, players want to play here, so it shouldn't be that hard of a sell if, mm -hmm. if they're willing to give a competitive offer to top line starters. It shouldn't be a hard sell. We should not keep having problems where we're losing quality free agents and not bringing any in. So, oh, agreed. Yeah, yeah, uh, but you're right. You know. It, you got you got to pay for guys like that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they and they don't come cheap. Yeah. You get what you pay for. Yeah. So, so let's go see to what happened this year. Next question. Uh, let's go to our next question. Yeah. Uh, from JB, biggest surprise, biggest disappointment of 2023. So, Mikey, let's start with you. Uh, I'd probably say, and we we talked about it a little bit earlier. Was Duran? I mean, he he looked he looked like he was destined to be a career minor leaguer last year, and he has just just you know balled out this year and and you know shown what he can do with that incredible speed that he has. And um, as long as he keeps you know keeps on this path and and keeps improving that defense which it was terrible last year and it's got a lot better this year. Um, it's still not completely there because he always doesn't always take the best routes on, on balls. Uh, he has just come out of nowhere this year and just you know, hit with power, hit for better average, defense has improved. He's my biggest surprise. Um, biggest disappointment, 
I mean, probably a guy like Whitlock who was on the path of just being that lock, you know, the lockdown relief guy. Uh, when they moved him to starter, you, you figured hopefully he could carry that on and just be that number two or three guy that you, you know was, was rock solid in the rotation. Um, I mean, he, he had, he, he had top of the line stuff with the velocity and yeah. he's just been a total, I mean, just total non-factor this year. And his the injury bug is, has really hurt him. And I, I don't know whether it's, he tried to rush back too soon, but he, uh, they, they got to get him right next for next year because when he's on, he, I mean, he was, he's on, he's a great asset to that pitching staff. So I'd say Duran biggest, biggest, uh, pleasant surprise and Whitlock biggest, biggest disappointment. Okay. George, what about you? Biggest surprise Mata mm. that he's played as well as he has. Um, you know, he, the, the, you know, for every for every Ichiro, for every Matsui, you know, there's guys that just come in, do maybe do okay, and kind of flame out and go. You know, he's demonstrated he's he's a good hitter. Okay, um, and you know, it, they took they complained about his defense. I don't think he's been horrible out in the outfield. Fine, yeah, he's a, an average left fielder. Okay, fine. And he hasn't really embarrassed himself at Fenway either, you know, because you you know we all know the left field wall can do strange Tough things to field. outfielders. Yeah. So you know that to me was the biggest surprise that he was as as good as the Red Sox thought he was. Okay, um, you know I was kind of like fingers crossed him, you know, like hey let's let's do this. Uh, di- biggest disappointment to me was Kike. I honestly thought coming out of spring training he could handle the job, and it, and things just got worse and worse and it was like he couldn't help himself towards the end you know he was trying to show i could do this and he just like tried to do things in his mind he thought he could do it just the body and the the, just the whole capability just went south you know kind of like chuck knoblock suddenly not being able to do what he could do at second base you know he became an embarrassment um and that you know i i figured you know he was he came up as an infielder. They moved him to outfield, and he shined as a center fielder. You know, you think he's a good athlete. You should be able to do. You know, he was not going to be perfect, but I figured he'd you know do a heck of a lot better than he did. So that was probably my biggest disappointment. Yeah, it almost seems uh, like it got in his head. It, it, well, it was on his resume. Remember that. So, but my biggest surprise this year is how clutch. Justin Turner's been mm. like I looking at his numbers. He's always been consistent, you know, with his career numbers, but I never thought he would be this clutch as often as he, as he's been this season. Great point. Yeah. Great. You point. know, carrying uh, us down the stretch single handedly oh, yeah. sometimes, you know, uh, George, George sit there and it's 1030 at night. Uh, way way back when uh, when JT took that uh, ball, uh, and two weeks later he's in the batting cages, you know, taking a live BP, and he was just like, "Dude, this is uh, this is crazy." He's like, "This guy's Turner tough. Throw some dirt on it, you know." <laughs> and 
that there, you know, went and we finally threw it on a shirt, you know, throw some dirt on it, turn her top of it. And mm-hmm. the whole team, like, he is supposed to be on the IL right now mm. with his right. heel. JD would have been. J- JD, <laughs> JD would have still been out probably from that, uh, from the ball to the face. But yeah, Jay, but Turner is like, dude. He goes, I don't, ha- I don't have the luxury. Mm. He, he's, he's like, they need me at first, they need me at DH, like whatever. Uh it's just, it's, it's crazy. And he's my biggest surprise. My biggest disappointment this year is Alex Cora, mm. and all the mismanagement that he's had, like. You tell in a post-game press conference, Kike's done at shortstop. And then two, three days later, he's a shortstop. Why? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, for all the the, deep, the, the the basic running mishaps on the bases, it goes on the players, but yeah. where are those repercussions at? The only guy that I seen him have any repercussions for was my man Verdugo. Yeah. Like Devers doesn't doesn't run out every ball. You see him, you know, getting benched now. Mm. Kike is, is thrown to the cameraman at first base. He's not getting benched. You know, the bullpen blowups. That's all on AC. He's my biggest disappointment this year. And I don't see him coming back next year. Really? I I, I talked about it uh, a couple episodes ago uh, with the uh, with our pesky party girls when they were on, and I, I think his uh, the next guy up is the man right next to him. I think it's Veritech. Mm. I, I I I think they're gonna sit there and, and let Veritech, uh, you know, Heim. Hein never got to pick his his manager ever. Mm-hmm. You know, AC was always going to be coming back. So I think I think Hein gets to, gets a chance to to choose his guy, and who better to to help run the a pitching book, staff? Help the pitching staff. Mm-hmm. Who better like than to organize a bullpen than a guy that's caught the most uh, shutouts? In MLB history, you know what I mean. So, uh, yeah, that that's my and it's gonna lead into the next question. Uh, Johnny Football asked, "Will Hein Bloom get fired this off season?" <laughs> so it's got to be one of the two. And I think Heim is one more year his job secure because of the farm system and the future he's put together. If he can get us a pitcher or two, like I mentioned, and maybe another bat, I think Heim gets us through. But I don't, I don't think AC will be there to put everything together. So I think Heim will not get fired this offseason. George, what about you? I disagree. Um, I... I cannot see John Henry going to the Fan Fest again. <laughs> Getting booed. And, 
they'll they'll burn them in effigy. Okay, <laughs> I yeah. he his his he had good off season in the sense that he got Martin and Jansen, Duval, and he signed um. Uh, you know he signed Massa. Okay, five moves that were good. His so-called depth is what killed us. He had pitch. He had bodies. Okay, um, but he hasn't got anything. Not quality body. <laughs> right. His, he his first instinct when he goes out when he tries to get players to sign is to lowball. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes you you know as a as a manager and you, you get into management. Sometimes you just got to go. I'm going to put my pride aside and and just say what am I. I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for the betterment of the organization. And I don't think, I don't think he sees that. Um, I expect him to be gone. Um, I think that Henry like, I think, I think that Kennedy and Henry like AC. He's a player's manager. All right. Yeah. He's got like all, like all managers. He's got a soft spot. He has a soft spot for Kike. Um, and he, He's not going to blow up Devers at this point, but you know Verdugo. He he challenged Verdugo, and, and Verdugo answered the bell. But good heavens, uh, you know he's you know he's kind of ridden the roller coaster ride. He appears to be back on on track again. But you know he knows how to get the most out of it. I think the Heim Bloom show is rapidly coming to a close. One man's opinion. Okay. No. No. And and I I love sitting there talking about this. Because, like me saying AC's gone, I I don't see him being gone from the organization. I, I see him giving him uh, a role upstairs. But I think his his time on the field is done. So, uh, Mikey, what are your thoughts? Is, is Heimblum will he be here next season? I think if. My opinion is if one of the two are to go, it will be Heim. Because of course they can at least say, well, he didn't he wasn't given the the team, the roster to to succeed and look at what he still did. He still kept us competitive. And Heim has just been this this uh this kind of ex- excuse that he's been hiding behind of of you know, trust the process, be patient. It's I mean this is Boston. We're we're not, you know we're not patient. Like we, we want results. And it's been, uh, it's been three, three years now of just media mediocrity and, uh, and just blunders of, of letting talent go that, uh, like George said, I don't know if they'll, I don't know if, uh, they would survive uh, showing up uh, to another fan fest and looking at the fans with a straight face and saying like, yeah, this is our vision. This, you know, things are on track uh, because it's just, it's just been just a, a bleep show of just uh, mismanagement, bad personnel decisions. Uh, just, uh, oh yeah, it, 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 I, I don't really see where, you know, I, I see that, I see that they don't want to spend. I see that they're, trying to replenish the farm system but it's you know it's this is boston we we want to win like we you know i I can live with it back when when like in 2013 we'd win a world series and we we'd finish the last but then we come back you know and here it's just it's it feels like we're on a a 
quite a downward trend of of more losing than winning and uh and just the talent level that the 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 talent evaluation from from this gm uh has just it's been poor so i think if either of them are going to go i think it is uh it, it will be bloom okay uh See, uh, I, I'm looking at it. Uh, I love looking at things like long term. And if I was Heim, he he just got us under the luxury tax this season, so now we can go out and spend next season. Who's the hottest and the biggest name next season that could come over and help us? Otani. Well, show Showtime. Yeah, but I mean, what's going on with his injury? Like, where does that? Where does that leave things? Hey, we we do need a need a pitcher, you know, but I we don't know. But we're going to go right into the next question right here, because uh, it's going to kind of lead into you know what we're talking about from Ryan Murphy. Will any big moves be made the off season? Because there better be at least one. So I'm going to sit there and say there's going to be two big moves. And they will both be coming from the West Coast. Hmm. We, we are, I'm saying we're going to sign Shohei. And we are going to sign, uh, what is that Japanese pitcher? Yamamoto. Yamamoto. We, we, we treat. Well, we are treating and we have treated Masa so very well. And I think those two key pieces will help us uh, sum up some of our problems. Another Show big he's close signing, to him, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So an, another great uh, addition I think we're going to get. I, th- I think we're. Uh, I would love to be able to... The, scrape out Corbin Burns also. Yeah. I would love to. If we could get uh Yamamoto, Burns, and Shohei. Now Shohei might not get that big deal. He might just sign a one year deal, two year deal, you know, with somebody to show you know mm. his uh his health. Get that value up, yeah. And then get the value up. I'll, I'll sit there and, and take a chance on him for a year or two. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> uh, George, well, is there going to be any uh, big season moves? Yeah, I, I think the Sox are the front runners for Yamamoto. Um, I I think that by far he's the probably one of the better pitches that'll be out there. Uh, I want. I'd love to see him pull the trigger for. Corbin Burns as well. Mm-hmm. The thing to remember about bringing on Shohei is it's got to be on a two-year deal because mm-hmm. you don't get both ends of the equation until very late in the season. It creates another problem in that you have another left-handed bat in the lineup. Currently, the Sox, when they're doing well, their two power right-handed bats are Turner and Duvall. Right? Turner's 38. Duval's what, 34? All right. Getting up there. I'd like to see both of them back. 
But again, you, you've just left heavy yourself again because you're, you're not going to put Shohei on the bench. He's not going to be able to play the field. All right. So, you know, the, the, the merry-go-round of, you know, Turner at DH, um, you know, give put Rafi at DH, put, you know, one of the outfielders in at DH, you know, just kind of give him you know, a little bit of a blow from time to time. That, that, that's going to be problematic. And you don't know what kind of pitcher you're going to get from Shohei in August. All right. He's a competitor, but yeah, realistically, anybody coming back from a Tommy John, they're not, you know, they're, they're for first six to eight awnings usually aren't stellar. So, you know, what are you getting? The following year in 25, if you sign up for a two year deal, yeah, that, that's a, that's a, you know, show, you know, show me the money time. And he, you know, Shohei will show them. But, Again, yeah, uh, Yamamoto for sure. Absolutely. I, I'd be surprised if he doesn't a- end up in Boston. Okay. Um, I think they've dem- Boston's demonstrated by bringing Massa here that, yeah, you can survive and they, he's been treated well. And he's, you know, he's probably the equal ambassador, you know, in terms of, you know, luring Japanese talent here. But yeah, those, that's it. Corbin Burns, outside shot for me, and you know this, Rit. I love Juan Soto. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see him. Uh, is he available? Uh, yeah, he might be because they can't yeah, pay everybody, really. and they're already talking yeah, about, uh, you know, they're already talking about making some real wholesale changes, mm. you, know, you know, to move people around, including our favorite old previous shortstop moving him to first base. So Boy, Bogarts, really? <laughs> oh yeah, that's been talked about. Huh. Yeah. The- Looking at some of these, okay, some of the uh, people available next year. Of course, we got Shohei. Uh, Matt Chapman, he's available. Yeah. Uh, Julio Arias, the starting pitcher from the Dodgers. Scherzer. Yeah. Aaron Nola. Uh, from, mm-hmm. I think it's Korea. Hung, uh, Hung Ho Lee. He's an outfielder. He, he's uh, coming over. Severino, Blake Snell, Kershaw, which Kershaw, I think, is going to he, he's gonna end up dying a Dodger. Yeah. Josh Hader, Rosario, Hoskins, uh, Teosco Hernandez, Jock Peterson, Gioletti, Hunter Renfro, and, you know, now we're getting down to the other. Jack Flaherty and Jordan Montgomery. So, like you got you, we we got some some big name pitching, you know that could come over easily. But Mikey, uh, what are your thoughts? Who who who's coming to Boston next year? Uh, oh, you know, I just pulled up the free agent list. Uh, they got to bring somebody in. They got it. They they got to make a splash this off season. Um, I mean, what better way? Like. Like you said, bring someone like Otani in to kind of give this, you know, the fan base and the guys on the roster a little kind of pick-me-up of, you know, we got some reinforcements coming. Um, They need need at least one, if not two, starting, you know, starting level potential aces um, to sign as well. Uh, I mean, even, even a guy like... Um, and I don't know if he has a player option, but Stroman, I think, would be another good option as well. 
Um, they got to do something. They they got to make a splash. They got to spend. Um, uh, it, that, another interesting one, uh, like like you had mentioned, I, I didn't realize Soto was nece- necessarily available. But man, he would be. I mean, that would be a great pickup, a, a great weapon for for you know this lineup. Um, uh, I, I can't think of of one guy that I I would particularly want to just key on, but they got to do something. They got to make a splash. They got to. I mean, what, what, who was the last real big ticket free agent that they they brought in in the off season? And uh, I, it's hard to. I can't think. I can't think of who you know. I think back to like when back when they'd like sign Manny Ramirez or you know make a splash like that, and it, which worked out great. Um, but it's been a while since they really made a real big splash in free agency like that. And I, I think they they got to to just reinvigorate reinvigorate the fan base. Uh, just the players on the team probably want to know that there's going to be some type of reinforcements. Uh, I know at the trade deadline, a lot of the players were saying, we want to buy. We don't want to sell. We want to buy. And when they didn't, it, it almost, it, it was almost, it deflated them because it was, you know, okay, well, we don't have any reinforcements coming or what, what does man, you know, does management believe in helping us? So I think it would help the fan base, the players, just the morale of the whole city. They got to make a splash. I don't care who it is. They got to sign someone. They got to make a big splash and kind of get, get the excitement back here in Boston. Yeah, uh, you know, the trade deadline, you bring up a great point where they, Heim was counting too much on those four guys coming back. Trevor Story, he's been great in the uh, playing shortstop. Field. Yeah. You know, his bat's not been quite there. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, if they would have went and got a Flaherty, a Montgomery, you know, one of those two. To help us out, you know, e- even you know a Rich Hill, or mm. you know someone huge. You you can't tell me that Verlander uh, would have turned down coming to Boston. You know, maybe after his quick conversation he had uh, with AC uh, in the Astros game, you know, he <laughs> might t- he might have turned it down. But if they would have picked up another starting pitcher or two, and then we could have eased Whitlock. Sale and Hulk, yeah, back in. Then we could have had a, had a nice little playoff contention. Whole then story. Then oh oh, it's playoff time now. Oh okay, release Sale, you know, from the bullpen. Yeah, you know, uh, it's completely different. But now, Heim gave up on the team. Now the players are giving up on themselves. And now the fans are giving up on on them, you know. After after we we got swept by the Astros, I have seen all over Twitter the tombstones. Yeah, our season our, it's done. Our season's done and over yeah. with. Yeah. You know, it's like we didn't even give give our chance to go as to, to September to fail. Yeah. You know, we failed in August. Yeah. But Mikey, I I love your thought. We gotta bring someone in that's gonna sit there and bring the city, you know, back to life. George, can you think of when was the last time we brought in a big name? Uh, JD. 
Well, that was a pretty big signing for them. It, yeah. happened, it happened late in spring training. Maybe even like, remember Carl Crawford when they brought him in? Oh. I mean, it didn't work out good, but that, they, he yeah, had I, had I, a great career up until that point. He always killed us. Everyone was, was we sw swept yeah. in and, and kind of. So David Price yeah. in that conversation as well. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. That's, know, right. that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, to me, the only the, the only decent one that was signed was was JD, I and mean, you know he's responsible for 2018. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they haven't made the splash. They, you know, they haven't. You know, it's, like I said, the Manny Ramirez thing. They haven't done the Manny Ramirez deal. Okay. Um, yeah, I, well, I that just was told over twenty years uh, ago. Yeah, you know? and put that with Kurt Schilling as well. I mean, they yeah. traded for him, but I mean, you know, go, you know, go find somebody, you know, and you know, I, it's it's almost like they don't want to get burned. Um, yeah, but they, you're exactly yeah. right. But then when you when you're GM scared, you lose. You know, it's sometimes you, you get you, right. If you play skate, you, you don't play well, and he's yeah. not playing real well right now. Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to be at a poker table with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but guys, hey, thanks for the questions you sent in. Uh, you know, appreciate them. L love hearing from you guys' uh, point of view. Uh, oh, he froze. First. All right, but yeah, getting the it is fun answering the questions. So if I'm back in the podcast sometime, keep sending in those questions because those were good. Uh, I know it made me made me think a little bit, and uh, it brought up some interesting uh, maybe thoughts for the off season. Uh, George, you you got some great great thoughts as well. So um yeah it's, it's it's what baseball's all about you know the, yeah. it's the great what if sport right yeah you know what if Absolutely. you've done this what if you what if you, you mm -hmm. you've done that or we were able to get this guy and not that guy okay yeah you know for every good offseason move you make there's there's three or four that you go oh god you know what were mm. we thinking yeah um right so absolutely yeah i mean that's that's the key and you know it it, it the, this fan base is just incredible with their passion yeah right so like none other yeah really it's it's like uh, uh you know yankees yankees fans quite frankly are a little pompous and posturing oh, yeah. most times, 27 right? rings a month oh yeah right yeah. they'll throw that up in your face they can't do 1918 anymore but you know yeah uh yeah how many is that in this century um, exactly so, right but but uh mikey Tell everybody uh, where they can find you at, uh, you know, where they can listen to your podcast. Yeah. Um, I'm on, uh, if you want to look me up um, on Twitter, Mikey Two Guns, M-I-K-E-Y, the number two, G-U-N-Z-Z -Z on Twitter. Um, uh, I host a show every Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. on IE <clears throat> Sports Radio called Our Bleepin' City. Um, you can... Uh, look it up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can get all the shows, uh, download them all. You know, you don't have to listen to it live. But every every Wednesday, seven to eight, IE Sports Radio, our bleeping city. I'd love, you know, hope maybe hopefully I can get you guys on the show sometime, which would be nice. Um, and uh, you know, look me up on Twitter. I'm also on uh, 
Instagram at Monkey Two Guns Are Bleeping City. Um, so I look forward to talking to you, uh, Rhett and George, some more. Uh, and um, it's been really a pleasure, pleasure joining you guys and talking some good Red Sox baseball. Hey, Mikey, we're definitely going to get you back on when uh, my internet's 100% because <laughs> this, like, this is probably the worst episode with internet-wise I've ever done. Oh, I've been uh, there. No worries. So, but uh, guys, make sure you sit there and follow us over on YouTube. Uh, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and head on over to Bam, the pesky podcast.square.site. We're having a huge Labor Day sale. You know, we've got our glassware, we've got the mason jars, we've got the shirts with the logos on it. They get a pesky party girl shirt, you know. Uh, we've got some Turner Tough, throw some dirt on it shirt, Mikasa Esukasa. And then we also have the Halkamania shirts. So make sure you guys head on over there. Get your guys' merchandise while it's on sale. And make sure you check us out next time on The Pesky Podcast.